Entrepreneur on Fire 970. It's almost like having a child, but one that doesn't cry. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to rock your own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com and sign up for our free 10-day webinar course today. Ignite. TopTal is the online marketplace that connects you with top developers all over the world. Just ask Airbnb or Zendesk. They use TopTal. Sign up through toptal.com slash fire to take your project to the next level today. AWeber has been providing reliable email marketing software to small businesses, bloggers, entrepreneurs, and agencies for over 16 years. Start connecting with customers and growing your business through email by visiting aweber.com slash fire. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Justin Escar. Justin, are you prepared to ignite? Let's do this. Yes. Successful serial entrepreneur, certified Apple consultant, and software developer, Justin revels in making life better for everyone through technological innovation. He empowers businesses, organizations, and individuals with his wealth of experience and knowledge, as well as an ongoing commitment to a tech-driven greener earth. All right, Justin, take a minute, fill in the blanks from the intro, and then give us a little glimpse of your personal life. I'm a super busy guy. I got a lot of things, as you heard in my bio. Uh, I have this Apple consulting agency in Manhattan. Uh, I got a couple apps out there called Sign My Pad and Goodnight, Email Phoenix, NYC Truck Food. I just started a conferencing company. We're having a conference for IT consultants in May called oh, cool. Aces Conf. Like, I'm just all over the board. Uh, and I have now a three month old who was born in February. So, mm, congrats. I've stopped sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a lot of things going on, obviously, but let's say you're at a networking gathering and someone comes up to you and says, Justin, what do you do? What's your 10 second response? I do whatever it takes to get the job done, right? My, my business card looks like a playing card. I call myself the jack of all spades um, <laughs> because literally like I, between the software company, I have my own book. I teach people how to capitalize, what we call it, which is come up with an idea and build it. And uh, I, I've been so in with so many other clients and so many businesses between all the stuff that I've done. Like, I really can help almost any business grow in some way, shape, or form. And I really can do any component of it uh, from the idea creation to the marketing to anything. So Justin, we're going to get into your entrepreneurial journey. We're going to get a couple stories out of you from that specifically. So leave that to the future of this interview. But for okay. right now, let's talk about your entrepreneurial origin story with what you're currently doing right now, day to day. How did that start? When I graduated college, it was like the worst time to get a job ever. And so I was temping for a while and I was a mortgage broker for a while and like none of that really stuck. And uh, I was doing PC fix-it stuff on the side, and I went away with a friend of mine. When I came back, my sister, who was living in Manhattan, had gotten her Mac fixed by this company, and I applied for a job, and I started working for this Apple consulting firm, and I grew with that company all the way until 2008 when I finally left and started my own. And having started my Apple consulting company actually led me to my software development company because I used to do these paperwork tickets, so we would go on site a client would sign a copy and I'd, I'd take it back to my studio apartment in Manhattan. So I had like a broom closet 
and I was filling up with paper and that led me whether I had an iPad to design the first version of sign my pad, a PDF signature application. And then from there it all just took off. Wow. I love how you just connected the dots there because it's the progression. It's a pretty natural progression fire nation, which is huge. And currently Justin today, how are you generating revenue? Well, I still get an allowance for my parents. That's so. huge. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, my consulting gig, like I said, is my, is my day job. It's my nine to five. The software development, the, the book, the, the entrepreneurial consulting, the conference, all these things, I consider those passive incomes. And I'm sure the Fire Nation knows a lot about passive income at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I am always trying to come up with more passive income things so that way I can focus on my day job as a consultant. Nice. Let's focus now on your journey because I want you to take us to a moment in this journey of yours that you've been on that you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment and really take us there, Justin, down to the ground level. Tell us that story. So I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about this story and what, what I wanted to share. And I think the worst was how I lost $80,000 building a piece of software. Um, a company called, well, whatever, a company came out and went out of business and they were running a contact software that everybody in the Mac world used. And I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to come in and, and let's build something. And what was supposed to take three months took 12. Mm. And by the time we got to market, most people had found other solutions, other programs had come out and we just, we lost. And the reason we lost was of feature creep. There was one thing that I really wanted to work and the programmer who I had hired to do it just really couldn't grasp it and took six months to just get that one feature, which was going to be like a huge selling point for us, done. And even when it got done, it didn't work right. And it just, it like really stung. And it taught me more about MVPs and and getting version ones out the door and things like that. Because I think if we had released without it, we at least would have had a market and then we could have added that feature. And after losing that much money, I realized like this is, I got to find a way to shorten my time to flip these products and to come up with an idea and build it and get it out there or come up with something that's not as competitive. And that's how we came up with a couple of our newest apps like Goodnight. Can we specifically talk about what that feature was? Sure. So it was a way to get your... So the idea was that it was a shared address book for an office. Okay. So there was a server component and there were client components. And as an Apple consultant, I knew all the parts about the server that were horrible from the original program. So I made those better. But the the key component here was how I was going to get people's contacts on their phone. And I didn't want to build another app. So we started diving delving into something called CardDAV, C-A-R-D-D-A-V. It's the technical term for sharing contacts with a mobile device, essentially. And we read every specification, including the ones from Apple, and they just didn't work. And I had to reach out to a consultant in New, I think it was New Zealand, and I paid him to talk to my programmer in North Carolina at the time to like figure out how to make this work. And it was just like even after that, it just still like it, it never worked a hundred percent, and we just never got behind it, and it just kind of fell apart on us. It's crazy when I hear some of these stories because a lot of times people like yourselves and just entrepreneurs in general work so hard on a specific part or a specific feature and then they release it and the app 
succeeds for something totally different from what they thought this key feature was going to be. Now, I'm not saying that was the case with your app, but it is crazy how that does happen when you just release that MVP, that minimally viable product, and it does take off. It's not always for the reasons that you think, which is why it's so critical to get that out the door. So can you just speak to that a little bit in your iteration for the apps that you released after this failed one? Yeah. So with our latest app uh, called Goodnight, it's a app to allow parents to know when their children are on their devices between their set bedtime and set wake time. And we knew what we needed to make, how to make the app work. And we knew what we needed to get done. So we did everything we could to get just that part done. And then we started thinking about like, oh, it'd be cool if we did this and it'd be cool if we did that. And we were like, no, 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 no. We learned our lesson the first time. Let's get this version out and let's see how it sells. And Goodnight's starting to pick up steam and we'll probably release those those features later. But we want people to be able to use the app for what it is. And actually, it's funny because, like I said, the app is meant to keep to know when your children are on their phones between their bedtime and wake time. We've gotten emails from people being like, can I use this to see if my husband's cheating on me? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, okay, uh, <laughs> sure, you know, whatever. Again, that goes back to like, we never thought of it using it as an adulterer finder program. It's meant for kids. And and it just kind of gave us another way of looking like, okay, if we were to go down that route, which I probably won't, um, what will we need to add to the app to keep the privacy, to keep the things, but at the same time, let somebody know that they're, you know, significant others cheating on them or something like that. That app might be called Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I might use that. <laughs> So what I kind of want to do to wrap up this period of this story, which, you know, is this worst entrepreneurial moment that you had, which was 12 months, $80,000 flushed down the drain because you just kind of had that feature creep happen. Then with obviously the lessons learned and, and how you've applied that to good nights and other future ventures you'll be on, what is really the one takeaway that you want Fire Nation, our listeners, to really make, you, you really want to make sure that they get before we move on? Don't let a failure like that stop you from moving on with other things. Cause like, it's easy to say, Oh my God, $80,000 is a lot of money. If I lost $80,000, I would never want to do this ever again. But the fact is, is like, if you don't like tie your boots back up and get back out there, like you'll never make it. The worst thing to do is lose $80,000 and not continue, try to get some of that money back. Right. And if, if, if you just stop and you say, I, I'm a failure and I can't do it. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I've had plenty of those days. But if you if you just keep doing that and, and you think it's and the other part is if you take that failure personally and you never like get back up, you'll, you'll never make any of that money back. At least with the new apps we've come out with and we've done things since we've been able to recoup that loss and start making a profit again. Yeah, there's a couple of stories and just really big points that I want to make about what you just shared. And, and number one is to kind of share this perspective in another market. So many people were heavily invested in the stock markets, even if they were just investing in, in index funds. And when the little stock market crashed, you know, back in 2008, 2009, so many people sold out at a massive loss. And they vowed to never get back in the stock market again, which, you know, it's, it's their opinion, you know, it's their prerogative to not get back in the stock market. But the problem was like within a year and a half, 
the index, the indexes had all recovered to a higher point than even before the crash. So if they had just stuck with it and realized that that wasn't money lost until they sold, they could have seen and recouped everything and then some. And another guest that I've had on, and he is an investor in just entrepreneurs in general, and he told a story about how he invested $23 million into this entrepreneur's company and the company just completely failed. And I kind of like half joked because I was kind of clueless about the reality at the time. You know, I said, well, you know, that's, you know, you'll never invest with that guy again. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I just invested $23 million in this guy's education. You better believe that I'm sticking with him because he's going to come back next time with all the knowledge. You know, I'm not going to bet on another horse that's going to go down the same path. Like this guy now has the knowledge and information to really have a chance to succeed next time. This is part of the process. And just that kind of mindset really was a shift for me at that point. And it's just along these lines that we're talking about, Fire Nation. And for you, Justin, I kind of want to shift now and tell another story because you've had a lot of these. You've had a lot of aha moments. And the problem with with you is that because of the skills that you do have... Wait, there's only one? (laughs) One of the many problems with you, (laughs) because of the skills that you have, when you have a great idea you can actually go out and build it. You can actually go out and do it. You can actually take action and it can become a reality fairly quickly. And that's both a blessing and a curse because that's a bright, shiny object syndrome. So tell us one aha moment that you've had, one light bulb that's gone on in, in, in your journey that you think our listeners specifically would resonate with and dive into that story. That moment has to be when we came up with Sign My Pad, the, the first app we did because of what I was saying earlier where we had these paperwork tickets and 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 I and the iPad 1 was out and I was using it in the bathroom because that's where you use it <laughs> and I was playing with some like painting program and I realized I can I can draw on this device I can touch this device and I can and I was painting my signature almost like a like a third grader would like write their name over and over again like I'm drawing my signature on this device and 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 it clicked in my head like this is this is what we need to do. This is what I, I want to be able to take my work tickets. And again, I was I was doing this purely for myself. I didn't think about selling it or getting it out there or doing anything like that. I said, I want to be able to take my work tickets and put them on this brand new shiny device and be able to get my clients to sign their documents on here. And my wife was working for a printing company at the time and, and they were outsourcing website development and she showed me showed me about this website called guru.com and I went on guru and I poked around and I and I posted a job saying I want to create an app for the for the iPad and and I want to be able to manipulate PDFs and I reached some company in India we started working with one another and I built the first version of Sign iPad for 2000 bucks now this was before the $80,000 loss so at that time even $2000 was a lot of money to me and I was able to build this app and use it for myself for 2000 bucks. And what really got me was we put it up in the app store and I didn't know anything about the, the wait time or, or rejections or anything from Apple. I just threw it up there to see what happens. And I was out to dinner. I remember it was a Thursday night. I was out to dinner in the city with uh, my, well, she was my girlfriend at the time, but now my wife. And I got a phone call from a major television network asking me how to use sign my pad. And at first I was like, I'm sorry, where, where are you from again? 
and they and they re and I was like, and how do you know about Sign My Pad? Like, how do you know about this app? I literally just put it on the App Store. Like, how did this happen? Right. And you know, they explained the story that they got someone who at Apple who was showing them the the and, and they bought a couple copies, or at least he told me he bought a couple copies, <laughs> and and because they you know Apple doesn't tell us right and. And that's when I like that night. I just I looked at my my wife and I was just like, I think I think we have something here. I think this may actually work. And I was like so excited about it. And the next day, I saw that I had like twelve sales, and I was like, okay, good start. At three ninety nine, we make two eighty. That's like a couple bucks, and it'll build up. And it and it has since. And, and you know, we're for version six, and we're rewriting it now. And like. And and everything that we've built came from there. Like people were like, we want styluses. So we made a magnetic stylus. We were the first ones to have a magnetic stylus. It snaps to your iPad to go with the app. We just built this brand new cloud feature to go with the app and all these things that just stemmed one on top of one another. And I and I just remember that first night, like getting that phone call from that TV company and being like, Holy crap, I think, <laughs> you know, I think I think this may work. This might work. And Fire Nation, what else do you want as an entrepreneur? The opportunity that this might work. And Justin, for me, the biggest takeaway that I want to make sure Fire Nation grasps onto is that this was a solution that you wanted. This was a void in the market that you saw needed to be filled and you created it first and foremost for yourself. And that's the way that so many great entrepreneurial ventures start Fire Nation. So keep your mind open, keep your eyes open, what do you need? What do you want? And then go out and fill that need. And what do you, Justin, want to make sure our listeners take away? I always say, because you know, a lot of a lot of the time, at least for the capitalized community, a lot of the time people say, I want to come up with an idea, but I, I never know where to start. And 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 the idea is always the easy is always the hardest lesson and the quickest lesson, which is Look at your day job, look around you, and like you said to your Fire Nation, keep your eyes open and see what's missing. Mm. Do, you, do you see something to get from A to B, to some tool that'll help you get your day done quicker? You're probably not the only one who needs that tool. And if that tool doesn't exist, go and build it. And, you know, set yourself a budget. I like to tell people, if you were to take X amount of dollars and put it in your driveway and light it on fire, how many dollars can you burn before you're like affecting your personal life? That's your budget. Hmm. If it's $100, if it's $1,000, if it's $10,000, whatever it is, as long as it doesn't affect your day-to-day or affect your ability to eat or put food on the table for your children, use that money and take this idea you have and run with it because more than likely, other people need it too. Yeah, I love that. So Justin, we're going to hit the fire round. These are just three quick questions. Take about 30 seconds each. The first one being- Ready to go. What is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I do too much stuff. Uh, I really do. I know I do. I have the consulting company, the software company, the conferencing company, the entrepreneurship uh, uh, consulting company. I, I take on clients. I, I do software for clients. Um, uh, I, I do too much stuff. But at the same time, I think that's also one of my strengths, which is I can jump from one to another pretty easily. And... I've trained myself to be able to focus on one thing at a time, but be able to flip that focus really, really fast. Well, that's one of your strengths, but what is your biggest in your opinion? Idea creation. I can look at anyone's product and think of the other things that they haven't thought of that that idea may work for. Great example is uh, I got a, a friend who has a cell phone case that's for privacy. It covers the camera, and he was really targeting the security aspect of it. 
And I was like, why don't you target the photographers who want to like keep their camera covered or something like that? And he was like, I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. And now he's working both angles at the same time. Like I could look at almost anyone's product and figure out other angles that they should think about hitting up. What's the one thing that has you most fired up right now? Being on Entrepreneur on Fire. Oh, love you. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, I the my my conference that's coming up in cool. May, the the Aces Conference. We're doing the business side of IT consulting, and we got some great speakers, and we got some we got two amazing keynotes, and it's going to be in New Orleans. And I've never done a conference before, and it's really stressful, but. I think it's going to be so awesome. I think the people that are going to come are going to learn so much. And I'm so grateful for like all of our sponsors and all of our speakers and, and my partner who's working on it with me. And and uh, just it's coming together so nicely. And I'm just like so excited and ready for it. And I kind of just I really want to just have like the most amazing conference ever. Well, real quick, who's this conference for attendee wise and where can we find out more? So if you are an IT consultant, this is we're doing the business side of IT consulting. So how to increase your consulting branding. Uh, we have a lawyer coming to talk about how to deal with suing people. We have someone coming to talk about data recovery. You have someone coming in how to make more money with your existing clients, things like that. Um, so if you're in the IT world, it's a little Apple driven, but it's not Apple heavy. So you could do PC consulting also. Uh, check out acesconf. A-C-E-S-C-O-N-F dot com. Killer stuff, Justin. And listen, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. As an entrepreneur, you work hard to create the very best content for your audience. That's why they keep coming back for more. Now it's time to start putting even more power behind your content by adding email marketing to the mix. Building an email list is so powerful because it gives you direct access to those members of your audience who have raised their hands and said, yes, I'm interested in your content. But email marketing is more than simply just sending content to your subscribers. It's about staying connected with customers and prospects so that you can continue growing your business. And when you use a reliable email email marketing software like AWeber, which has been helping small businesses, bloggers, entrepreneurs, and agencies for over 16 years and counting, you can rest assured that they'll help you every step of the way. So start growing your business with email today with a free 30-day trial at aweber.com slash fire. That's aweber.com slash fire. As entrepreneurs, we know firsthand how tough it can be to handle everything on our own. You might be great at design or an expert at managing projects, but sometimes you need someone to help you take it to the next level. That's where TopTal comes in. Whether it's a website, a new app for your business, or developing cutting-edge software, TopTal will help you and your team get it done. TopTal's network of 1,000 senior software developers has you covered. These rigorously tested developers are the same crew that companies like Airbnb and Zendesk call on to get their projects finished on time. You can bring that talent on hourly, part-time, or full, and there's no contract minimum. TopTal is so confident that they even offer a guarantee for every new hire. If you're not 100% satisfied after up to two weeks of working with a TopTal developer, it's free. What are you waiting for? Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Justin, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I feel like there should be like a lightning bolt sound effect right there. <laughs> oh, there is. Ready to go. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? When I first started, uh, this, the fear of not making enough money to pay my rent. What is the best advice you've ever received? Stop crying and keep moving. 
What's a personal habit that you have that you believe contributes to your success? I write daily to-do lists and I make sure that I get at least 75% of my to-do lists done every day. And if I miss stuff, it's the first things to get done the next day. What do you use to write your to-do list? I use the Apple Notes program because I have it on my phone, on my computer, and my laptop. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, use TweetDeck if you have to manage a lot of Twitter accounts. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Other than my book, Capitalize on Your Idea, I really like The Phoenix Project. Uh, it's, it's for DevOps, but if you read it from a business aspect, it really tells a really good story about how someone's entire life shifted and how they were able to clean up and make a system work nice and clean. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Justin, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would build a e-commerce website using like WordPress and WooCommerce, pay for a premium theme, pay for a couple plugins, and build some sort of online portal where I'm offering something for, to people for profit. Justin, let's end today on fire. So share one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Don't be afraid. Risk it. It's worth it. It's, it's fun being an entrepreneur, even if it's your side gig. It really is the way the world is turning and, and, and it's fun to just jump in and see something you've created come to fruition. It's almost like having a child, but one that doesn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you can find me at capitalizeonyouridea.com or I'm on Twitter at Justin Escar. At Justin Escar. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Justin and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Justin in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all the links that we've been talking about conference, his book, recommended resources, you name it, it's there. And Justin, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. As much as we travel for conferences and other opportunities, it's nice to have the right types of software in place that can help us work more efficiently, even when we're on the go. This is especially true when it comes to our finances. Introducing the online accounting software and platform for your small business, Zero. That's X-E-R-O. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Have an inspired day and ignite.